Merry Christmas from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. This is a sermon for Christmas Day, December 25th, 2018. It is called Three Wonderful Words for Christmas and is based on Luke, chapter 2, verse 10. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. Dear friends, may God's grace and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Text for the message comes from the Gospel reading. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless us as we enter your presence. Fill us with joy at our Savior's birth, and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. In our Gospel reading today, we hear these words from Luke. The proclamation of the angels. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Well, we're getting near the end of the year, into the calendar year. A lot of times we often look back at the past year. And as we do this, there are some good things, right, that stand out as times that were exciting, filled with goodness and love. I think of different holiday or birthday celebrations, gathering with family and friends. But there are also other memories too, aren't there? There are tough memories, sad memories, memories that make us shake our head and wonder. Maybe it's the news of the loss of a young life in a car crash, or maybe a few days ago when those two police officers in Chicago were killed by a train while they were chasing a a suspect. Maybe it's the loss of a baby, a young life, through a strange accident. Maybe it's a ongoing suffering that's going on around the world, various economic problems we may be reading about. And just add to that your own personal ups and downs. Maybe it's a new job, a promotion, exciting possibilities, but then there are the other side of it, the relationships that fall apart, the questions about the future, scary a diagnosis, the death of someone close, plans, hopes, dreams that won't come to fruition. This is the backdrop to our celebration of Christmas. And that's exactly what makes it difficult, right? I mean, after all, Christmas is a, a feel-good time, a time of joy and laughter, a time of singing and gift-giving, but, but none of this changes the pain that we and the rest of the world are facing at this moment. Even as we celebrate Christmas today, we realize that, that out in the world people are dying of, of hunger and gunfire. Others are looking on helplessly as a spouse suffers or as a child dies. Others grieve the loss of a family member or close friend. Still others don't know how they're going to survive another year. And, and it was into this kind of world that Jesus was born. That day, people were poor. They were oppressed, killed by the Romans. Many children died before their first birthday. Many children were killed by the soldiers of their own king, uh, King Herod. I wonder if Mary and Joseph ever wondered why God would send a child, a special child, into a place like Israel, a place where there was so much violence and death and poverty. I mean, if they ever did ask that question, their wondering must have stopped when the shepherds told them what the angel told them that night out in the field. 
The angel delivered a message straight from God himself. Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And so today I want to take a a moment and for us to consider just three words. Three words for us this Christmas. Three words from the angel that night. Three words that change everything for us. First word I want to consider is the word you. After all, I mean, this is a message from God, right? Uh, That God himself is giving you and me something or rather someone special. God is coming down to earth to live in the chaos of our lives, to live among all that violence and death and, and poverty. And this is ungodlike, right? I mean, God is supposed to be different. God's supposed to be set apart. God's supposed to be separate from, far removed from the grime and dirt of sin. So when God says you in this announcement of the angel, He's indicating that what has happened in the birth of Jesus is something that is intimate and personal and direct. This baby born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago is for you, the shepherds. For you, the people of Bethlehem. For you, King Herod. For you, the astronomers, the wise men from the east. For you, Mary and Joseph. For you, for the world. For you, the residents. Kankakee, Bradley, Bourbonnet, and beyond, for you, for you and me, all who are gathered here this morning. And Jesus, God is reaching out and touching us and saying, I know your life. I know how it can be. You know, the things that you love that make you happy, the things that you struggle with and how hard it is, I know this about you. And I'm not going to sit up in heaven and remain unconnected from you. This gift is for you. Now, if you're absolutely convinced about God today, or maybe you're not too sure about this God stuff, and you're because you're expected to be here today, or even if you haven't been in church for a long time, then God says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. It is as if God is pointing his finger directly at you. Yeah, you. I mean, no doubt to whom he is speaking when he says, to you, and 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 to you, is born this day a Savior. The second word for us to consider is the word born. I mean, something for us to wrap our minds around, right? God is born. Become God become flesh and blood, God being carried in a womb for nine months, God going through the process of being born just like every one of us. That's a bit much to comprehend. God, a baby. Born, crying, red, wrinkly, covered in gunk. Now, if I were to write a story about how God came to live among us, you want to be more, a little bit more spectacular, right? I mean, anyway, any of us, uh, you, we could write a story about God's coming that would leave no doubt in anyone's mind that God left the heavens and was walking on this earth. There wouldn't be the stables and donkeys and mangers in that story. Our Christmas story would have something much bigger, uh, uh, as big as a, a huge production. 
but born out in the back. <laughs> no room, unnoticed by most people, laid in an animal feeding trough. <laughs> that is extraordinary. It just goes to show how much God wants to get close to us. So close that he becomes one of us. He loves us to that degree that he's prepared to go to these extreme lengths. Not only be born in a stable, but then also dying on a, a shameful death on the cross. In the middle of the city of London, I'll probably butcher the name, uh, it's uh, uh, Trafalgar Square. Uh, on top of a tall pillar there, I'm told, is a statue of Lord Nelson. But it's so high up that it's impossible to distinguish any of his features. So about 40 years ago, a new statue, an exact replica, was erected at eye level. So everyone could see it up close. That's what God is doing at Christmas. Coming down from the heights of heaven in the person of Jesus Christ so that we might know what he is like at eye level. Born into a family, a mother who held him to her breast, loved him and cared for his every need like any mother does. A father who, who gives a, a godly model for his son to follow. Like any boy, Jesus grows up, he learns, he watches his father in the workshop, listens to his mother and his father tell stories about uh, the ancestor of King David, experiencing new things. But, but God doesn't need any of that, does he? But then again, it's not for his sake that he is born. It's for ours. God, who is without beginning, takes on a beginning. God, who is all complete, goes through stages of, of growing up and learning. God, who is eternal and cannot die, becomes human and is subjected to death. For you, he is born. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. The third word I want to talk about is Savior. If you look online, a savior is defined as a person who saves someone or something, especially a country or cause, from danger. I mean, we know those kind of saviors, right? Uh, we see them all the time. Individuals who save lives each and every day. There are the police officers, the, the firefighters, the EMTs, the doctors, the nurses, the soldiers, the lifeguards. I mean, think of the lifeguard for a moment. Rescuing someone in danger from drowning, sometimes they have to resuscitate that person when they pull them from the water. Uh, police officers and EMTs and firefighters do the same thing, breathing life back into the dead or almost dead person. But the other part of the definition of Savior is the one we often work with, right? The one who brings salvation. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Savior. That's a wonderful message for us today. That this child whom the angels announced that he is the one who will save you from the, from the guilt that weighs you down and stops you from getting on with life. He is the one who will save you from that nagging feeling that you somehow have to measure up but knowing there's no way that you can meet God's standards. He is the one who will save you from a meaningless existence if all there is to life is being 
born and growing and learning and working and working and working and working and getting and achieving and having and dying. He is the Savior who's come to give life. Life in all of its fullness. Also life beyond this life. Eternal ongoing life with God as life is meant to be. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. To you is a born a Savior who says, I love you with an everlasting love. Today, to you is born a Savior who says, your sins are forgiven. To you is born a Savior who says, be healed. To you is born a Savior who says to the storms that you face, be still. To you is born a Savior who says at death, welcome home, my child. To you is born a Savior who says, hold on to my promise. To you is born a Savior who says, I have done all things for you. To you is born a Savior who allows his hands to be nailed to a cross to rescue you from your sins. To you is born a Savior who conquered the greatest last enemy of everyone, death itself. He gives you and me that life and that is the greatest miracle. Sometimes when we look at our world, when we look at our lives too, we wonder what's going on. We wonder why life is so confusing. We wonder why life is so demanding. We wonder why life is so difficult. And when we look at the baby in the manger, we may wonder why God goes to such extreme lengths for us. And there's really only one answer. God's love for you and me. Today, In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. That's good news for you and me today. Jesus wants to be connected to you. He gives your life purpose. He wants to help you when it seems like life is tearing you apart and you really can't do without this gift of God. You really can't ignore the message that we have from God himself. A Savior has been born to you. May that pure, clear message of our God ring out in our lives and in our families. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. As we hear that good good news, may we also rejoice as the angels did. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. On this joyous day, let you and me and all the people of God give glory and honor and praise to the Savior who has been born for you. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast for St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.